Welcome to another episode of T. Farrell Presents, where we use testimonies and lessons learned to provide inspiration for today's Levites. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell. And before I introduce today's guest, I want to let you know that this episode, again, is sponsored by Totavite, a unique Christian apparel brand that designs wearable inspiration. What if there was an easy way to stay inspired and to inspire those around you? Something that wasn't too preachy, but still biblically sound. Let me introduce you to Totavite, a unique Christian apparel brand providing wearable inspiration that pops. Visit www.totavite.com. That's T-O-D-A-V-I-T-E.com. And find new ways to be inspired and to be an inspiration. I'm actually wearing one of the, the hoodies today. Um, I can't remember what it says. What does it say? God makes everything possible. Dope hoodie. Um, we got the heavyweight hoodies. We got the lighter ones where it feels more like a sweater. So check it out. Check it out. Um, and before we go further, uh, this episode that you're watching here, please like and subscribe. Liking it is for us. Gives us higher ratings. Subscribing is for you. Because next time you want to find the next episode or you want to say, oh, man, I love that. Let me share this with a friend. If you subscribe, it'll already be in your subscription. So that's for you. So definitely like and subscribe. Now, today's guest is Alson Farley. Now, I did a little bit of research and here's what I found. Alson Farley Jr. was born in Harlem, New York, and is a musician, singer, producer, teacher and speaker. From an early age, Alston found himself drawn to anything musical. He, own, he owes his affinity for music to his mother, who planted the seed in him. She would take him to see the New York Philharmonic every week, and it's through that exposure his love for music was born. Alston grew up on 126th Street in Harlem, New York, where he lived next door to a church. Now, you know that had an impact on him. I could only imagine. Currently, he has two singles out. He Chose Me and I'm Healed. I, I checked them both out. His voice is amazing, y'all, but we might get into that later on. Considering the current climate we're in uh, with the pandemic, I'm Healed is a very timely song. Alston's music is available on all digital platforms. And despite being an independent artist, his songs have reached 25 countries. Presently, Alston, Alston is working on his first book, detailing his experience as a gospel artist. And he is putting the finishing touches on his first full album, as a matter of fact. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Without further ado, help me welcome Alson, Alson Farley. Alson, how you doing, man? I'm good, sir. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's been a while since we've been in the studio together. I know. I, we have to make up for that. But that yeah. It's all good. It's all good, cool. man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so I, I just, I appreciate you being here, man. Your, 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 your place looks nice, man. It looks, almost. I told you, it almost looks like a, a, a virtual background. <laughs> this is my little sanctuary, yes. my little piece, you know. So thank you, thank that's, you. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So um, first of all, I, I I checked out your singles, man. They, those are really cool, man. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Those are songs from my heart, so I appreciate that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound you sound real good on there. Is that your son? Oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's all grown up now, so his voice has changed. <laughs> nice. How old is he now? Twelve. Twelve. Wow. He, that he was seven. So that's uh yeah, that's a while ago. No, he was eight. He was eight. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Man, I can only imagine. Man, I got a four-year-old, and dude, oh, it's 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 wearing me out, man. It wears me out, but it's all good, man. It's it's all a right. lesson. Yes, sir. So I, I wanted to dig in. I mean, I wanted to touch on um, one of the topics, and I know I had I had questions all set up, but one of the topics we were talking at the studio one day, and mm-hmm. it hit me. I wanted to bring it up again because a lot of musicians, I think, go through it. I went through it, as a matter of fact. It's musicians that's been raised in church, and you've been doing this for a while. A lot of us, we hit a point where it's like, Yo, I don't know if I even want to do this anymore. I, I just want to like, I'm tired of it. I've, I'm, I'm all, I don't want to say churched out because I still believe in God, but this right. whole musician thing and trying to be the artist and trying to be, you know, the musician on the next hit record. It's like, yo, I'm done with this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. And I wanted to ask, have you gone through that? And I guess, what was the situation around it? Or how, how did you deal with it? Or how are you dealing with it if you're still going through? Well, first of all, that's a great question. Um, I think most of us have gone through that or we're going through it. Um, but there were many times um, that I felt as though I can't do this. Like, I can't do it. I have the talent. I have the know-how. I have this, the expertise or whatever. But sometimes you either need the patience or... Um, for lack of a better word, you just need to be able to like deal with the things that come with it, you know? Um, and for a lot of us now, you know, music is different. When I was coming up, we didn't have YouTube, right? social media. We didn't have all of these things. We had word of mouth. So it was like, if this person was good, someone talked about it. Now we have to deal with social media and the likes and the this and the that. And I think a lot of us are comparing each other against each other mm-hmm. and it's not good <laughs> yeah not good you know um we are all given a measure of talent we are all given a measure of ability and we should all appreciate our measure of talent and our measure of ability based off of what god gave to us you know and stop putting it against each other and stuff like that but there were many times i felt like giving up um 45 and i've been playing since i was Young, I mean, before double digits. So growing up in church, I know what it is to be, you know, on top of the world, supposedly in church. And that fall came, you know, and I was dealing with that. And the church prepares you for the rise. Mm -hmm. They don't prepare you for the fall. All right. And that's a tough one. You know, and I went through that. And a lot of us don't even realize that we're dealing with things, but we're actually depressed and playing. We are depressed yeah. and in singing. We are depressed and in worshiping. And it's okay. It's a part of life. We all go through something, you know, but the church has made it like taboo and, and everything like that to talk about it. And we need to start talking about those things because it's important, you know? So yeah, I've been through it. I've been through it. I've been through it. I've been through it. <laughs> I'm still dealing with it. All right. But I've decided not to give up. You know, there's more for me to do. My story is far from over. So I'm going through it presently, but I'm still giving God the glory in the midst of it, you know? Right. 
Nice. Now, what's one of the toughest things that um, how did it hit you? Because it, it hits everybody different. Like you was talking about the comparison thing. And I know for me, mm-hmm. I was comparing myself against, you know, this drummer over here, or mm-hmm. this guy over here or this one that's got, you know, such a big following on 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 social media. And it's like that, I, I know I could do that, too. And, and this and that. And it might not have even been that they were trying to compare themselves with me. And, and here's the here's the weird thing about it. Mm-hmm. They might be looking at me on social media going, man, I wish I wish I was like Terrence and, and this and that. How, how did it hit you? How did it come, you know, materialize on, on your side? Well, for one, I think in, in the comparison issue, um, I, I, I don't so much compare myself to others because I know the way I play is different. So I come more from the classical and like, you know, that type of genre. We don't really do that too much in church as much right. in the black church. So I've always played differently. The problem is, is I, I've always heard, well, you don't play like us, <laughs> you know? Uh, you don't sound like you're from Brooklyn or you don't sound like you're from this place. And so that was a tough thing to deal with because I may go to a service or a concert and I would stand out based off of me playing differently, but then it would be a conversation of, that's just weird. You know, Mm -hmm. so that was a tough thing. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to hone my style and like embrace it. It's okay to be different. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. So, you know, I'm dealing with that part, but I've kind of like gotten over that whole thing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's 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 definitely a a key because I've I've heard that, too. You know, it's like, oh, you play like you're from Queens. You don't play like you're from Brooklyn. I'm like, Well, I, I, I just play, man. It's like, you know, it's just, and so, but there's, there's people that are in that and, and to, to give some validity to it, there right. is a Brooklyn sound and right. there is a, there is a Chicago sound and there right. is a, this sound. And yeah. like you said, once you can embrace your individuality, right. it doesn't matter if I don't play from, from Brooklyn, that like I'm from Brooklyn because right. some, somebody's going to go, yeah, I, I don't want to hear Brooklyn right now. I want to hear that. Exactly. And if you can embrace the fact that God's given me something that's a little different from, he's given everybody something a little different. That's right. That's right. You are yeah. so right. You are so right, sir. Definitely, man. So I, let, let's dig into this a little bit more. Okay. What's one of the toughest things that God's pulled you through? Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I'll be honest with you, like feeling as though I wasn't um, worthy enough to do what I was doing, you know, um, the, the, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is also required, you know? And I don't think we realize as Levites, as worshipers, as worship leaders, the weight that is on us, the responsibility, like to lead the people um, to the throne, um, that's a lot. And if you really think about it, you know, it's a weighty, um, um, it's a weighty responsibility. So there were times in my life where I would go to church and I would minister and the people of God would be blessed. I was messed up because I felt as though I wasn't even worthy to do this. And part of it was because there were many times I went to church and I wasn't okay. Um, Be it mentally or be it socially or be it, you know, home life or whatever the case may be. And, you know, we're always expected to be on, 
even when we're off, you know? <laughs> and there were many times where I was off going to church. But as soon as I got behind the keyboard, I had to turn on. Mm-hmm. It's tough to deal with because when the music, what happens when the music stops? You have to go back to reality, you know? <laughs> so that's one of the toughest things that God had to bring me through, like just dealing with what I was dealing with, be it outside of the church and coming to church and having to be on when I felt so off, you know? So that's one of the toughest things. Got you. Now, from from that, what's mm-hmm. one of the what's one of the um the lessons that you learned from that? Honestly, pressing through. Pressing through. Um it's tough, but God has met me at my lowest times. You know, um, I've always heard he'll meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense to me until I had to hit rock bottom. And that's where God met me. You don't expect God to be in the valley with you. We always talk about he's up in the mountains and he's up there. No, he's in the valley with you. And when I went through my valley experience, that's where I saw God. That's where I met him. So um, I've learned how to just press through no matter what, you know, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what I'm even seeing, just press on through. So that's one thing I've learned. Right, 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 right. No, that's good. That's 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 real good advice, man. Um, one of one of the things that um when I was going through and and you hear it all the time, you know, read your word and and get in the scriptures. And and my mother always says, how's your quiet time? You know, the quiet time with him. And it it changed for me because, you know, you can read your word surface and you can you know, I put in the time I did my devotion and now I'm out the house. I did I did this and. And now I'm going, I said my prayer, you know, mm-hmm. I, spent my, I spent my 10 minutes, my 15, if I, I spent my half hour, but it's right. not about time. It's about the quality and how deep or the intimacy right. of that whole thing. And I started realizing that when I start to saturate myself with mm-hmm. God and the things of God and people that speak um, about God and, and that everything started to change. Like that's when I found my strength, not just being in the church because us as musicians man we've been in so many church services we can become numb like you could be preaching a word and i'm just like yeah i heard about job i heard about (laughs) joshua like you can't tell me nothing else about moses right but you can if you if you really dig it but it's just like you said to whom much is given much is required you got to go you got to go much deeper so true sir so true yeah 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 so uh along that line Mm-hmm. What's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever received? Mm, that's a good question, actually. Um, I think one of the best pieces of advice uh, that I've ever gotten so far along the years would be to always put God first. I mean, in a day and age where we are, even in music, it seems like God is taking a back seat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and it may be controversial to say something like this, but I feel like God needs to be returned to our gospel music. Mm-hmm. So even with gospel music now, he's taking a backseat. I listen to some songs and they're very ambiguous with their the topic and their subject matter and the wording. And I think God needs to make a comeback somehow, <laughs> you know, because right. we we put them in the back seat. So the best advice I've ever gotten, especially as a musician, put God first. My first love will always be to give God praise 
through my music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had choices or opportunities to play this type of music, that type of music, but this is what I've been called to do, gospel. So putting God first is one of the best things ever. That's cool. And I just, I want to elaborate on that a little bit more because that's one of the things that I've just learned. I, I shouldn't say I just learned. I relearned or understood the depth of that because mm. putting God first it, it can it can be a mirage. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing only gospel music. I'm only doing this. I'm wow. putting God for it. But it's like, no, because if your heart's not I'm doing. OK, so me, I'm 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 only producing Christian music. I'm only playing gospel music. But what was first and I just you know, I do last I think a week ago or two weeks ago, I just had to repent about this. What was first was making the money. Mm. Although I'm putting God first and I'm making sure I can make sure God's in the lyric and Jesus is in the lyric. My mentality is, yo, so how how am I going to get some coins off this? Like, all right, so now I I don't put Jesus in there, put God in there. I pacified him. Now, how are we going to make this money? Like, how am I going to market this? What I got to do? Where where I got to show up at? Who I got to talk to? What calls I got to make? And all of a sudden, my priority became... The money, it became, wow. it became, you know, make, making it, right? paying right. my bills, which is not a bad thing. I need to pay right. my bills. God, exactly. you know, you, you form, but putting God first, it doesn't always look like poverty. It doesn't mean you right. ain't going to blow up, but it's just, he knows the heart. He knows the mind. And so that was a shit, like it wasn't a shift, but it was a revelation. Let me say it that it. way. I get it. You just said everything. Oh my God. Woo. And I've been talking to people about this. Like, it's funny you said it like that. You know, we can always say something. Yeah, I'm putting God first. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? You know, um, because I can play gospel all day. Mm-hmm. I mean what I'm playing. You know, if I played something that said, you are the source of my strength. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe it. Right. <laughs> you know, like when bad times happen, like when I was telling you where I had to press through, if I didn't really believe that, I'm just playing lyrics, but I believe that he's the source of my strength. So I put him first with everything I do, every single thing. So now when I'm singing, when I'm playing, it's about God. It's not, and I'm glad you said that. Maybe that's why I didn't make a whole bunch of money. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not. <laughs> but, I'm going to put them first. And I believe that all these things shall be added. Yes. You know, that's I'm what the word says. It's in his word and he's not a man that he should lie. So if I do the right thing, it's going to happen, you know? So, I mean, you just preached the whole word, but anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> oh man. man. So I wanted to ask you this because your songs, your songs, they, they, for me, they cut through. What is your songwriting process like? I mean, are you the guy that sits with the thesaurus and, and a couple of dictionaries? Or do you just wake up like, ah, oh, I got the whole song. I got the tune. All I have to do is just get my recorder and sing. What's your process look like? My process is crazy. Um, for one, God will, do- and I, I call them downloads. Mm-hmm. At the, You know, here's the funny thing. I'm, I'm a very technical person and a very... um analytical person so i compare it to you know when you have your phone and it'll say well tonight it's going to upgrade or do an update the software but it has to be plugged in right yes yes or at least have 50 percent of power 
literally it's when I'm plugged in and I'm like at a point where there's nothing happening mm. out of nowhere in the middle of the night, God will give me a song. So I will have to get up out of my bed. <laughs> night sleep too. I mean, a good sleep. And literally the song will come to me or there's been times where just experiences. And I, and I tell people all the time, God is in everything. It can, I can be walking and the way the wind is taking the leaves on the floor mm-hmm. and swirling them, get a song. It could be while I'm driving and the wipers are doing a certain syncopation. And I'm like, there's a song. So it happens at the craziest of times. So that's the process for me, you know? So it's, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, that's awesome, man. That is that is awesome. Oh man, that's that that's cool. That that inspires me, man. I just that inspired and and that that was gonna be a shirt that um that I designed. Look for God, look for God everywhere because he's there. But I think it was it, it was I gotta figure out how to how to I gotta get a design and make sure you know figure out right. how to make it work. But look for God everywhere. He is there, he's definitely there. Oh man, that's that's what yeah you about you preaching a word right now. No, no, no. (laughs) Yes, sir, yes, sir. Oh man. So out of the because I know, I know um this far along, you've had to have those successful moments, those moments where God just smiles on you and it's just like wow, like you're in the midst of just blessing me unbelievable. What lessons have you learned from those moments? One, to always give them thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think a lot of us now, especially, and I'm, I'm going to keep going back to social media for some strange reason. We get things and we automatically have to tell our friends. You know, our friends list will know something that we've acquired before we thank God. Mm. God has blessed me in ways that I cannot even imagine. And I refuse to um, post about it. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I do is that I thank him every day for what he's done for me. You know, so yes, there's been some successes. I'm not going to sit here a lot. Um, some things that's actually blown my mind. Um, but I never get to the point where it's like, oh, I think I've arrived. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because... Just as quick as I got it, I can lose it. Mm-hmm. So I, I thank God for everything that he's done for me, all that he's blessing me with, um, the provisions, the, the ways he's made. Um, but I remember to put him first, I go back to that, put him first and thank him for it. You know, so that's that's something I've learned. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The, 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 there's, a, there's a blessing in the, in the thank yous. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a blessing in the in in thanking God. They're really my pastor just preached about that. Are you serious? Last week he just preached about that being grateful. Yeah, and the blessing that is in being grateful. Right, right. especially true. as musicians, mm-hmm. we were all affected by this pandemic. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, every industry, of course, but in the arts, musicians, we were affected so bad. It's only God's mercy that most of us still made it. Right. You know, this is our livelihood. This is how I make money. Right, right. For more than a year, this was taken away. 
Mm-hmm. And God has still been good to me. He's yeah. still been good to you. You know? So mm-hmm. before I go in and be like, oh, look at what I got. Look at the car I'm driving. Look at the house I live in. No, God, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So that's where I'm at right now. 100%, man. 100%. So I, I, I got to ask, I mean, I alluded to it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. What's going on now? What's next for you? Come mm-hmm. let, let us know what's happening, especially what's happening with the singles that I want to hear about this book. Listen, so much is happening. And, um, you know, I'm usually like the type of person to wait until everything is done to say something about it. But mm-hmm. um, God has afforded me the opportunity to to write. I'm a writer in every sense of the word. So nice. after we talk, I'm going to sit down and write what I felt during the interview. And it may now become a chapter in something, or but it's always a way for me to look back, you know, and, and see what was happening during journaling, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it may become a song. Who knows? You know? Um, so right now I'm working on, um, the book is almost finished. And um, it details the my 30 plus years as a minister and in music, you know, um, the ups, the downs, the everything. So um, I'm excited to share that. Um, I believe that I have knowledge and, and some expertise to help the younger generation that's coming up, you know, um, just some things to look out for in the ministry some things to be aware of and some things to do, some things not to do, you know? So I believe the book is going to be a blessing. And it's also a good book for pastors to get. Pastors need to know how to appreciate um, what God has given you in your music ministry. There's a, there's a serious part of the book that's geared towards pastors and how to now navigate your, your ministers of music, your singers, your choir members, whatever. So um, all the years of expertise that God has given me, put in the book, you know, um, I have a single about to come out, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's literally called The Apology. All right. Um, Wait, say it again. It's called what? The Apology. Okay. The Apology. It's all about, you know, we go throughout life and we're just doing things and we don't take that time out just to say, God, thank you. And at the same time, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, you blessed me with this. You blessed me with that. And you've allowed me to do this and allowed me to do that. And I've never given you an apology. Mm-hmm. The song will bless you. It will bless you. So I'm excited about that. Very excited. Nice. Nice. So what, what's the best way people can connect with you? Um, find out when things are dropping. Well, um, you can go on to the Modern Day David um, Facebook page is called The Modern Day David um, um, on Facebook. And you could also look at The Modern Day David. Um, it will be the dot um, modern dot David dot um, uh, page on Instagram that you can okay. find. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool. Um, as a matter of fact, if you shoot me those links, I'll make sure they're in the description. <laughs> Um, when who, who, whether they're watching or listening, you scroll okay. up to the description, it, it should be right there. You click right on it, it'll take you there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Right. No problem, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Any, any final words of encouragement you want to leave with listeners? Well, especially for my um, the, the younger generation that's coming up, you know, um, keep pushing, keep pushing. There are going to be days where 
You're going to be on top of the world. There's going to be days where you're right here. And then there's some days where you're going to be down in the valley. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. And remember to put God first. That's the best thing I can tell you. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that, man. 100 percent. Dude, again, I thank you. I thank you for taking out the time. I thank you for your talent. Dude, we got to We got to It's it's coming. We're going to be in the studio again. It's, it's definitely coming. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I thank you, everyone that tuned in, that's listening. Uh, remember to subscribe, like, and if you enjoyed this, uh, leave a review. Definitely do that. Uh, we're going to end again with a, with a Words for Life track created by Levite Music. Um, that should bless you as well. And my prayer is, our prayer is that God uses something said here from this episode to speak to you directly. And with that, we'll see you next week. And we're out. God bless. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I've always been fascinated by worship from my earliest years. In worship experiences, I've seen some strange things happen and some unexplainable things take place. I've seen individuals come into a worship experience one way and leave another. I've seen people lose a sense of themselves and somehow be caught up into another dimension. I've watched people experience anything that you would have to call supernatural because there really is no other explanation for it. I've seen stuff happen in worship even in my own life that did not happen outside of the precincts of worship and worship has always fascinated me. There have been opportunities to worship where I have left not quite certain what the element was that caught me, but I knew I had been in the very presence of God and had been changed in that setting. Sometimes I could not remember everything the preacher said, and there was not a musical selection that necessarily shook my world. But when I got out of that setting, I left with something I didn't come in with. I wasn't sure exactly where it happened or when it happened. I just knew it happened and I decided that I was going to study this thing called worship. Let me throw a few things out here first so that we understand what we're talking about. When I talk about worship, I'm not talking about the worship service. I'm talking about worship because people come to the service and don't worship. You haven't worshiped because you've been in a place where worship was happening. You only worship when you worship. Now let, let, me, let me explain that. It's not worship when I come listen to the choir, hear the preacher and leave and do nothing. I haven't worshiped. I may have watched worship, but I haven't worshiped. Let's start with an understanding that worship is a verb. Scripturally speaking, it's primarily a verb. Old Testament, shaka, New Testament, proskuneo. The word simply means to bow down, to blow kisses to, to declare that one is worthy, that one is better than me. Worship is not about me. Worship is declaring the worthiness of one who is better than me. Worship is not about you. It's not about me. It's not about the choir. It's not about the preacher. These are all windows that give to us a greater understanding of who God is. If the song does not lead me to God, it's a bad song. If the preaching doesn't lead me to God, it's a bad sermon. I might leave saying he's a good preacher and that was a great singer, but if I'm not saying he's a good God and he's a great God, I have missed the point. Worship is not about an event where people perform. It is about a God who is good and we've come to declare what we think about this good God. 
thank God for the musicians thank God for the preacher because it opens up windows of understanding and reminds me of why I'm so glad he's my God the preacher talks about this great God the singers sing about this great God I'm ushered into the presence of this great God and I declare he's a great God worship is not me declaring that my situation is good worship is not me declaring that I got what I wanted worship is declaring that although things are bad God is still good God is still on the throne God has still made me a promise you might not see it I might not feel it but it's real when emotions are the objective that's a problem let me put it another way when emotions are the product we're seeking that's a problem emotions are a byproduct of a good worship experience if all you're looking to do is get your cry on there'll be plenty of reasons to cry do you not know sometimes the medium can be so overpowering that we have an emotional experience and God's not in it somehow we have come to the point where we think that we're supposed to come to worship because we are gonna get excited by what they're going to do to get me going and so we were down we we want to let music just get us up and the problem with that is that when I look scripturally speaking the one fella who I saw who lived life that way was Saul depressed just messed up just messed up he needed Jesus not a song but every time he get depressed and and get grouchy he's calling for David come play me happy David David would come in and play him happy and it was all good but as soon as the music would stop you'd see him taking a spear throwing it at David as he was gathering up his instrument to leave he was just as crazy when the song ended as before it started and the only time he was all right was when the song was going you know anybody like that there are those who just go from concert to concert their whole religious life is nothing but music why because music stirs up my emotions and i feel so close to god i get the feeling like everything's gonna be okay but the truth is everything's not okay for you music has become a narcotic that just masks the true reality of your situation and you feel like you're close to god when you're far from him the music has made you feel something that's not even real i would suggest that if the right kind of love song was playing you'd have a loving feeling if there was nobody around but you and your hound dog because music can make you feel stuff you feel the presence of God now you feel an emotion emotion should come when I worship and focus on who God is when I declare that he's still good he's omniscient he's omnipresent his truth is everlasting he's good he's eternal he's faithful when I talk about who God is it gets me excited it's all right when I get excited like that but when I have no relationship with this good God I just have a relationship with music then I feel what's not real and I'm in peril in a big way question do you have a relationship so that when you sing you sing because you're happy you sing because you're free because of a relationship with God it gives me now an expression by which I can say what I'm thinking I can express what I'm feeling and it's not void of rationality it's because I know 
And although things aren't going well, although it looks like I'm going down for the count, I know who he is and I celebrate who he is and I'm excited about it. <laughs>